Welcome back to another episode of Legally Unfiltered. My name is Richard Sprinkle, attorney at law. I'm here with Franz Borghardt, attorney at law. We're bringing you issues in the news, issues that affect your life, and lots of goodies in between. Franz, tell me about some goodies we've got going on Let's right talk now. about some goodies. We're yeah. having a special promotion right now. Um, if you check out the Legally Unfiltered Facebook page or Twitter page, you'll notice that we have a promo going on. If you email a show topic to legallyunfiltered at gmail.com, that's legallyunfiltered at gmail.com, and we use that topic, you have a chance to win. In fact, if we use it, you are going to win one of our luxurious, legally unfiltered black coffee mugs. We will get it to you. Uh, we've had a couple of people. We're going to give you the mugs because I needed to get them out of the office. Yeah, we have a lot okay. of these things. So so shoot us an email. Um, we've been promoting it. Um, and then what we'll even do is once you get the mug, if you want to promote it at your business, we'll share that on Legally Unfiltered as well. So Absolutely. Go- it's all about goodies these days, Richard. We like the swag. Speaking of goodies, we've got a special guest today, don't we? We do. We do. Today in the studio, we have Dr. Jay Perniciero with Total Care Chiropractic and Wellness. Doc, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for having me, Richard, and uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, well, I grew up in New Orleans. I'm a chiropractic physician and have been for the better part of the last three decades. Uh, practice in Donaldsonville probably for the last 26 years. Um as a chiropractic physician, we're primary care physicians, uh, basically, but we do not prescribe drugs. We don't put anything in you. We don't take anything out of you. We don't stick you with long pointed objects uh, and we don't prescribe medication. Uh, it kind of keeps us out of the general medical mix where we try and keep people off of medications and we find natural ways to help uh, restore people's health without having to add one more drug to the mix. We don't recommend you take anything, and we don't recommend you don't take anything. We basically stay completely out of the drug arena. Uh, Within our office, we have medical professionals. We have an MD. We have a nurse practitioner. Uh, They can handle your your medical needs if you want, but as far as chiropractors go, uh, we have eight offices in and around the Baton Rouge area, Um, two here in Baton Rouge, Donaldsonville, Plaquem, and Port Allen, Gonzales, Zachary, and Denham Springs. And uh, each office has its own chiropractor. Um, but we focus on the body as a whole. Uh, the general wellness uh, theory is that if you treat the body as a person, and if you treat the person as a, a complete person, then it's a more complete healing. If you adjust an area that has nervous interference and remove that interference, their body just starts to work better. So essentially we're computer programmers for the central nervous system of the body. Let so, me ask you, I'm sorry, Franz, I mean to cut you off, but sure. you, did I hear you right? You've got an MDN and actual nurses at your office or? Yes, we do. Is that, is that common for, I, I mean, I, I'm only asking because years ago I saw a chiropractor and they didn't have an MD on staff at all. It's rather progressive. Uh, there, there's more and more, uh, chiropractic offices are adding uh, medical treatment to their protocols. Mm-hmm. More medical offices are adding chiropractic treatments to their protocols. Essentially, it's a brave new world where dogs and cats are now living together. And <laughs> I like it. I, I like, like the, it. I love yeah. the Bill Murray reference. Yeah, love and we're it. doing we're doing it for the benefit of the patient. Uh, it's one stop shop kind of thing where we you know you don't have to we don't have to send you to your primary care. To, to either talk about your non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or have them prescribe something that you might need or get you off of something that you're taking that you might not be. So we have people that, we have an app for that. Perfect. So, so 
Dr. J, we know each other, but but as you know, I'm not really a civil attorney. I do more criminal defense work. I do a little bit of civil work, but Richard certainly is the the, the bigger civil attorney than I am. I've so, played in the pond. So I wanted to address something that you said because I thought it was very interesting, and I learned this recently. I've always wondered why a, a chiropractic business like yourselves, and, and we love Total Care, why have so many around town and a, a couple of injury attorneys were telling me that part of it is being able to be close to the patient because depending on where the patient lives when they're treating it's about convenience whether it's close to their job whether it's close to where they live the likelihood of them getting treated and getting quote unquote better heightens if there's a proximity towards where they are and I thought that was very interesting because you know in in my when I'm I'm going to the doctor tomorrow I'm going to an endocrinologist tomorrow. I've got to drive across town to the Baton Rouge Clinic. That's where my endocrinologist is. And it it was interesting to me to think about it from a proximity standpoint, because when you're in pain, you know, that does matter. Or when you're taking a lunch break to go treat, that does matter. So I wanted to highlight that because, you know, you guys are doing really well, but part of having so many locations is is a convenience to your, 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 your patients, right? It's exactly right. right. And most of the reason why we have eight locations is the proximity issue. What we do is not like going to an endocrinologist or a gastroenterologist right. or going to your, your primary or even uh, another specialist. You're going to see them once every couple of months, six months, yeah. seven months, four times a year if you're really having problems. But our protocols are basically when you get in an accident, when you get injured, it's a repetitive protocol. We're going to do some things to you to help you on Monday that by Tuesday, your body's going to go, uh-uh pulls it right back out of place again. So we fix it again on Wednesday. Thursday, the body goes, "Mm, I didn't like that. We're going to go back to where we were. And it pulls it out of place. I tell my patients, it's a lot like training a really bad two-year-old. It's eventually the two-year-old is going to pay attention and listen to you, but it's going to take a long, repetitive road to get there. So having said that, once you you, you set the protocols in place, if it's not convenient for the patient to leave work and and get to the office or leave home and get to the office uh, close by they're going to be less likely to be compliant with the doctor and they're not going to get the same results. So my follow-up question, and I know you have some questions, Richard. My follow-up question is, if I'm an injured person, or more importantly, if I'm a civil attorney listening to this, and I'm trying to decide where to send somebody. So I get a, I either am the injured person or I get a call saying, hey, I was just in a car accident. Why might I want to send it to total care versus sending it to another shop that is not a car? Now, the question kind of answers itself in the sense that you're you're a one-stop shop, right? You have the MD, you have other people that can address that. But but what draws somebody in your direction versus drawing someone in a in a more tra- and I don't want to say traditional because I'm not trying to undercut what you do, but but we're going to talk at some point about the difference between you guys and 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 MDs. What draws someone to you or why should someone consider going to you versus somewhere else? Well, that's a great question. <clears throat> and the best I can say to answer that is that some people dabble in treating a whole bunch of different uh, types of situations. They may say, okay, well, well, we'll treat headaches and neck pain and back pain. Yeah, we also do car accidents. And Oh, yeah, we'll work on somebody if they're hurting. Oh, yeah, we'll do this if, if they have problems in their elbow and their arms and their feet and their legs. And we'll talk to them about nutrition. And they'll dabble in things. We, for the last 20 of my 28 years, have specialized in specific medical legal needs where we can build... Each patient that walks in the office, we treat as if our primary concern is to get 
them fixed so that six months a year, two years down the road, there are no residual problems as a result of the injury. That's what we do for the patients. What we do for you as attorneys is that we create every file to go to trial or to deposition. So we actually create a story and we tell the story. And in addition to telling the story, we provide the things that we know that make it easier for you on a day-to-day basis. If your client is not coming in like they're supposed to, we try and convince them, you know, you really need to do this. But we'll also let you know, hey, look, they're, they're kind of leaning a little to the left. They haven't seen them in a couple of weeks. Can you kind of help me out? So the compliance issue, uh, we provide transportation in all eight locations. So if their car has been wrecked and, and they're not able to get to us to, to complete their care, we can help them with that. Um, I've been to about, I don't know, five, six dozen depositions in my career. I've been to federal court. I've been to court... Uh, jury trials, bench trials, 18 times. So I'm available for testimony should that be needed in this particular case. So when we talk about total care, we talk about it as a total care package. We have medical, we have, and now we've added a nurse practitioner and a physical therapist on our staff. So I think we've completely rounded out the package. So the other the other question I have is, okay, in our in our world, it's 2019, Clearly, there is a divide between MDs, chiropractors, um, in our field. And again, Richard deals with this more than I do. Um, it seems like people tend to look at, at chiropractors and, and kind of turn their nose up a little bit. I'm, yes. I'm sure you've experienced that professionally. What's the cause of that? Is it because it's a financial thing of, hey, these guys are taking my share of the market? Is it because they just disagree with, with what you're doing versus what they can do? What do you think the cause is of that? And I'm sure you'll have some follow-up questions to this too. Definitely. Well, those two are at the top of the list, but there are some lesser known ones. We've never, as a profession, gone out of our way to educate our medical brethren exactly what it is that we do and why we do it and why it's significant. We have never gone out of our way as a profession to uh, try and integrate ourselves as a, as a group. Some of us who are a little bit more, uh, say, progressive-minded uh, have tried to break that stereotype by going knocking doors and, and telling other professionals, orthopedic surgeons, neurosurgeons, hey, this is what we do, this is why we do it. Uh, I know these are your concerns, and we address the concerns on an individual basis. In doing that, we start to whittle away at that prejudice and that uh, that ignorance. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other side, they were never taught what we do. They do not understand. Not an orthopedic. There's no 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 neuros. Anybody. All just, they know is that it's different. And they know it's different. But in school, they basically lean heavy away from us. So right. as a profession, because of the economic issue, they've been told don't even talk to them. Uh, as a matter of fact, in 1984, the federal government had to get involved in, this, in a, a, a Supreme Court uh, federal case and basically say, all right, you guys have violated this many of the Sherman Antitrust Act against chiropractors. Uh, Stop doing that right. or we'll take your toys away. And so from that point, in 1984, we could communicate with each other in a room full of other people. Up until that point, the doctors were being threatened that if they did that, they were going to pull their hospital privileges. They were going to go after their licenses. We don't want you even talking to chiropractors. That ended in like 1989. Hmm. And so by obtaining insurance parity, where we get paid the same as they do, we're on okay. every plan the same as they are. Uh, we're in Medicare. Uh, Medicaid covers us. 
we're pretty much on everything that, that, that the medical doctors are because we're primary care. So the treatment choice now is an equal playing field as well for the patient. Yes. The patient can choose to see you, utilize their insurance, and not have to worry about like, hey, is Blue Cross or Blue Shield going to say no right. if I go see you? But in the in fact, they're okay with that. You know, and, so. And- in my in my career, in the 28 years, the most common asked question is, does my insurance cover it? And the answer is always yes. Well, that's good. So I want to talk soft tissue. Can we talk soft yeah, tissue? Yeah, please. Let's, so, okay. So I'm, again, I'm going to reiterate this. I'm, I'm not dealing with car accidents every day. Mm-hmm. Um, the most common thing I get asked as an attorney in a field that I don't play in is, you know, in the context of tort reform, you know, what is up with all these soft tissue injuries? You guys, you guys being attorneys, claim that your clients have these injuries. You can't quote unquote prove it. And these are causing mass chaos of financial proportions and driving up insurance rates. And it's a good question because I don't know the answer to it. I don't play in this field enough to know the answer to it. I, I'm not so skeptical that I'm going to say that just because you can't quote unquote prove an injury doesn't mean someone's not having headaches or hurting but how in the world do you address that? I mean, because you're, you're the guy that's not only treating, but you're getting on the stand and testifying. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about soft tissue and your, your, your experience in soft tissue injuries. Well, we get knee deep into this during depositions and testimonies in court. We because, like it. We like yeah. knee deep. Yeah, because, I mean, that's, that's what gives us all jobs in, right. that, in, that, in that sense of the word. But it, it's a really good question. Um, and the one that I get asked most often, especially in my training with uh, my postgraduate training in collision reconstruction, is, is we talk about, in, in mock trials, um, they talk about pain being subjective. And the answer to that is, for the most part, pain is subjective, which means that, that you can't really um, quantify it. Although that's what we try to do, right? But you can quantify it. You right. can. It, we pick a number, right? Tell me your pain There's, scale. Right. On, yeah. and, and that okay. number is irrelevant. That number only exists to to show the communication between the doctor and the patient on how they feel that day. On uh, that specific moment. Right. right. It, it's like waking up out of a dead sleep after a four-day bender and your hair's all, all matted and everything. It's like, how do you feel? I feel like I'm about a nine. You know, the next day you clean up and you're, you know, you're sober up and you're, you're a four. Right. Well, it's how they feel. And so that is completely subjective, but it's it's totally irrelevant. But but to the to the point that you were saying, uh, pain is an objectifiable entity, and our job as chiropractors is to palpate and objectify uh, what it what is before once considered unobjectifiable. Uh, I can I can and I've demonstrated this in court because the defense attorney didn't know any better to not let me not do that. And uh, fascinated the judge, but I had the defense attorney actually turn around and I said, let me show you. So I found a spot on his back that was um, obviously challenged and I just pressed on it and his arm went down. And I said, now this is objective. And as much as he wanted to fight it, it, he couldn't. And I just pressed it a little bit and it went down. And I let my hand off and I said, now I can go back to that spot every single time and elicit the same response. And so I said, I don't remember his name, but I said, Mr. So-and-so, I said, is that objective or subjective? I have nothing further. Well, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's... Yeah, but but that's one thing. Right. Now, we have these great technologies. Uh, there's a Dynarom that basically measures muscle spasm, and we have one. And so we, we, uh, we've we been, been training with it, and we're about to unleash it upon our patients coming up uh, here real soon when I get Unleash on your patients. Oh, and then it'll get unleashed in so, the courthouse. So I've got to ask, how does that... <laughs> what unit of measurement does it, does it utilize? It measures spasm. 
Okay. It specifically measures spasm. There's a known quantity of muscle activity that is normal. Okay. And what it does is it grades that against the norm. So if you've got a patient and they're moving in a certain range at a certain point, if that area of their back is challenged, let's just say the lower back, if the area of the back is, is challenged, then as they move through that, that, that range, something's going to happen. If it's normal, it will act one way. If it's in spasm, it will spike and act another way. So our goal in rehab is to uh, fix that so that that spasm disappears. And so we can objectify from the first visit, the 12th visit, and the 20th visit, are we going in the right direction? But most importantly, we can tell if a patient is being um, truthful. Well, let, let me ask a follow-up question to that because, because we're... We're neither plaintiffs friendly or defense friendly. I know. I know. It just happens that probably the people sitting at this table, do, at least Richard and I, do more plaintiffs work than we do defense work. I do defense work too, though. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Have you been utilized by defense experts ever? Yes, I have. So, so it's not like you're just playing on one side. You're you're on both sides of the table. I've testified on both. And so, so you could also utilize your expertise to see if someone's malingering. Is what it, you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. And it's important for us especially in this arena, especially in this day and age, to because our reputation is sacrosanct. And right. so if we have nothing, I'll just call the attorney and say, he really has minimum symptoms. There's really nothing here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and cut him loose. I'll send him back to his family doctor for, for, for treatment if he's having problems. But, you know. Well, okay, Doc. As, as a guy who sees this stuff every day, like you said, you, you, we're hearing all this mess about tort reform. People are bringing in false claims and they're jacking up insurance rates just as a percentage. And, and I don't, don't name names or anything like that. Just tell me a percentage over the past few years. How many patients come into your office with legitimate complaints versus how many come in that you would say, you don't really need to be here, guy? Yeah, we've calculated that out uh, about a year ago. We did a little, little impromptu uh, study among the, the doctors, and uh, we ballparked it uh, about three years ago at about 7%. And so we try and whittle that 7 out. because 7%, people, 7% don't really need to be there. They don't need to be there. Everyone right. that is injured, everyone who's in an accident has symptoms. So sure. what, what, you have, what, you're, what you're also not separating out are the ones that may have some injuries, but they're maybe exaggerating it. Or right. the fear factor creates a whole nother level of, of, of issues. So we have to apportion the patients who have the fear of feeling like this for a while, a fear of, you know, tomorrow this is going to hurt again, so I'm going to tell the doctor it's really bad. It's like somebody really making a noise with their car when they bring the car in to, to, to the shop. It doesn't make that noise that day. Sure. But it made it a week, you know, it made it two days ago. I mean, when, when somebody comes to me and says they're injured, I recommend they go see somebody. And, yeah. you know, say, I was in an accident. Did you go to the doctor's office? No. Go see somebody well, and find out what it is. And that's not me being a lawyer telling them to do that. That's me saying, look, I've been in wrecks before and I know what's going to happen So here. part of the problem, and I can say this firsthand, is I've slipped an ice before, partially fractured and partially dislocated my shoulder. Which is a fancy way of saying, as you know, is, look, you got to go do PT and just wait for it to heal. Right. And going to PT, was the, I felt like a masochist because, like, I would dread it. 
it would hurt during 95% of it. And then my arm would get massaged and iced at the end. And I'd leave thinking this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And then it would start hurting the next day. Right. Yeah. So it's that repetitive, like, man, I don't want to go through. And I can remember telling my wife, I'm like, man, this just hurts. And then she'd look at me and she goes, well, doesn't it feel like it's getting better? I'm like, yeah, at the end it does, but then it's well, going to hurt the next didn't time. Didn't your wife just say suck it up? I mean, basically really. that's what Shannon said. <laughs> but, and, and, and sucking it up is not good because right. the pain that you're feeling is your body's way of saying, Hey, don't do that. Okay? Right. And so we, as guys, especially we, and if we played sports, our coaches and everybody said, "Suck it up, walk it off." So walk it off, walk it off, Rub walk some it dirt off. On well, it. no, as we get older, that ain't right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to stop doing things that hurt it. But here's here's the most important part of that: scar tissue. Okay, what we do inevitably is the greatest reason of chiropractic to, to see a chiropractor or a physical therapist or, or is to reduce the amount of scarring because if we do that then we can make it to where six months a year two years from now you don't have any residual injury as a result you know of, of this uh, event so real quick before we wrap it up Running out of time. If they want to get more information about you, Doc, where should they go? Well, our website is www.imadjusted.com, or you can go to injurypaincenter.com, or you can call 647-PAIN, and we will get you out of it. 647-PAIN. 647-PAIN. So that's about it for this episode of Legally Unfiltered. You've been listening to the sweet sounds of Dr. J, Richard, and myself. Um, Definitely check us out on podcasts. You can go to iTunes. You can go to Google Play. You can go to SoundCloud. You can follow us on social media. Leave us a review. Have a great week. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about these delicious coffee mugs that we're going to be slinging out. Please get them out of my office. All right, guys. Y'all have a great week. Thank you. next time. The views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home.